Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael Aceta. This is the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, sponsored by MatadorK9.com. Today we're going to be talking about being proactive in training our dog through management, through training, all the good stuff, being proactive. Let's jump into it. So what is the difference between positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement? Positive is being proactive. Negative is being reactive. Now, if you're going by the dictionary definitions, positive reinforcement is adding something to increase the likelihood of that behavior happening again. Negative reinforcement is taking something away to increase the likelihood of that behavior happening again. We all know that, at least you should. But what I'm talking about is in those two subsets, we can understand being proactive and being reactive. So, positive reinforcement. It's proactive. Actually, let's talk about the reactive first. Negative reinforcement is reactive. You've heard me talk about it before. Negative reinforcement is like an alarm clock. There needs to be something happening in order for us to start the behavior in order to end the stimulus, the irritant. So when you wake up in the morning, the alarm clock goes off. That alarm clock has to go off in order for you to wake up and turn it off. If you are not 100% consistent, and I mean 100%, right? If every single day for three years, that alarm clock goes off at 6 o'clock in the morning, yes, eventually you are going to wake up before the alarm clock, and you're going to avoid that irritant, and you're going to turn it off. However... If you go by most people's schedule, that might be a little askew. Maybe you've, you, know, you wake up around the same time. Or you're somebody who does five days a week at 7 o'clock, and then on Saturday and Sunday you sleep until 9. You have broken the consistency, which means when you set that alarm, it is the only thing that's going to wake you up. Most likely, nothing is going to wake you up until that alarm goes off. I'm not saying that you're going to have a perfectly sound sleep. What I'm saying is behavioral-wise, the thing that gets you up is to turn off the alarm clock. So when the alarm clock goes off and we get up and we turn it off, that's being reactive. We are reacting to a stimulus. So how would we do that scenario proactive-wise? Well, proactive would be solving the root of the issue, which is, well, I'm tired when I wake up in the morning, which is why I'm not waking up. But proactive would say go to the night before, figure out what time you need to go to bed, and then sleep the appropriate amount of time so that your body naturally feels rested and ready to get up in the morning when you need to wake up. Perfect example. Last night, I had decided I needed to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I need roughly 7 hours of sleep. So if we were to count back, that brings me to 10 o'clock. I was in bed at 10 o'clock reading a book, starting to fall asleep. I fell asleep by 1045. I woke up exactly at 5 o'clock this morning before my alarm clock went off. That is how you have a successful routine. 
You have to look at things proactively. Now we just got into a whole morning routine. You got a little tidbit there, but let's get back to dog training. So how do we become reactive, let's say, with our dog for leash walking? Our dog starts to pull. We let them get pretty far because we're giving them the chance to come back to us. They don't come back. So we pull on the leash. They come back to us. Great. Now let's say you reinforce them there. You positively reinforce them. You've also negative reinforced them because the leash pressure is now gone. So in our mind, oh, it sounds great. We use two quadrants of learning. Our dog should start to get it. Yes and no. Yes, some dogs will start to understand this process. However, it is more efficient and it is easier to understand for the dog if you simply teach them that being next to you is the appropriate response. I start walking, you walk with me. Good, click, treat. Super simple. If we have to let them get ahead of us in order to pull them back, we're too late. Also, if your dog is off leash, or you have one of those retractable leashes, or you let go of the leash, anything that stops you from being tethered a certain distance to your dog means when your dog gets past whatever that threshold was and starts to go forward, and they don't feel the pressure, they think everything's okay. So now they can't react to anything because there isn't anything there. So we're trying to make them be proactive. So in their mind, proactive is how do I get the treat faster? Well, I walk next to them more, right? If I do seven steps with my owner, I'm going to get a treat. If I do three steps, and I'm supposed to be doing seven, I do my three steps, and then I step ahead, now we start all over, I don't get my treat. So the fastest way to get my treat and be proactive and operant in this behavior is to be right next to my owner. So we need to set prompts for ourselves. What does that mean? We need to set uh, some kind of stimulus for us to be thoughtful of being proactive. You can put it as your background on your phone. Maybe you set an alarm, which I know I just said isn't going to work, and it's not. It's not going to work if you only think of it when the alarm goes off, which means you need a lot of prompts. You need something to engage your mind and go, okay, the next thing that I do needs to be proactive. The more you think about being proactive, the more you're going to be proactive. That's just natural. Okay. And so if we get our dog thinking to be more preactive, uh, more proactive, then our dog is going to be more proactive. So doing fun exercises where they have to stimulate their brain and come up with new behaviors. That's making them proactive. When you get out and you start doing your training, they're going to try stuff. They're not just going to sit and wait for you to give them some kind of prompt. right? If you're very into luring and, and targeting, then your dog is going to be waiting for the target, waiting for the lure before they do anything. They're just going to sit and stare at you. If you're very much into shaping and, and free shaping, as some people call it, then you're definitely going to see your dog trying things. Perfect example is one of my dogs, Hawk. He will try everything. The second I have a box out, the second I'm staring at him waiting for him to do something he will start pawing anything around us he'll start flipping he'll start moving he'll start bouncing he's trying anything my dog tommy who is very heavily on cues um he will kind of just wait for a while he will sit he will lay down he'll relax because that is one of the words we've had to use the most with him he's just very overly excited when he sees people and so we put it on cue as a relax now that's reactive I would hope to eventually get him to a proactive state, but right now he's in a reactive state where he sees something, he gets overstimulated, and he has to react to us telling him what to do. 
I would much rather have him start to be proactive, which we're working towards. But being reactive, in his case, somewhat helps. It starts to calm him down. But it doesn't fix anything. It's simply a Band-Aid. And I know that. So I'm going to work through that. But he'll just lay there and stare at me. And he's not being proactive in his behaviors at all. I'm going to get him to that where Hawk is. And we're going to get there. And you guys are going to see that journey as we go. Remember, you got to be proactive with your dogs. You got to remember that when they're learning something, you need to set them up in situations that are helpful for them. You need to manage their situations as best you can. You need to control the environment as best you can and make sure that they're being successful. Don't react to things. Don't go for a walk and, oh, snap, well, you know, somebody's jumped out and and now I don't know what to do with my dog that's overly excited about people or dogs. No, foolish. You should know the route. Maybe walk with two people, have somebody up ahead so you can, you know, scout out what's going on or don't go that route. Go to the park where there's nobody there. I love going in the morning when nobody's there just because I like the privacy and the, and the you know, the, uh, well, what's the word, guys? Solitude, the peace, <laughs> right? I love going in the morning, the solitude, the peace. It's nice and, and quiet. I get to do my training with my dog. And nobody else is there to bother me. So, all right, guys. Well, that was a lot today. <laughs> get out there, get training. If you need other resources, head over to matadork9.com. Again, that's matadork9.com. I'll see you guys there. Talk to you soon.